0: love on the rocks ain't no big surprise
1: when you wrote love on the rocks it made me think of that song man on the run love on the rocks i don't know Hmm.
0: what you're saying at all
1: (sighs) communication is so important welcome to love in brief a brief abdl advice podcast focused on issues of love love for self love for others love for your community and as we will learn today even love for where you are whenever you're in a very difficult place that's right because every place is sacred even if it's shitty
0: yep i like that thanks every place is sacred even when it's shitty Mm -hmm. well it's been a minute has not it It's been, boy, more than a month uh, since our last episode. Now, in the summer, we knew we were going to have a bit of a break uh, because we knew it's summertime and things get busy, Mm -hmm. but we'd been looking forward to jumping back into every week or every other week doing the podcast and then things changed. And so this is us coming to you with what I hope is um, a strange form of encouragement Uh, in so much as we had some difficult times and we are bringing you those difficult times. And frankly, we're still in the middle of some difficult times. And the reason why we're bringing that to you is because that's part of love too. And um, we had had a brilliant uh, young person tell us that uh, sometimes it seems like we've got all our stuff together and sometimes that can be disheartening. And this is us saying we do not have all of our stuff together.
1: Here's all the hearts. We are heartening you a lot today.
0: Yeah. So here's, here's what this show is about. So RNT and I uh, are married to each other and, um, have been going through a really hard time and we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of the why and the what that's personal and it's between us, but we wanted to actually bring this moment to you. Um, Both as an explanation for where the hell we've been, but also, uh, and I think way more intentionally and importantly, because we want to stop and give ourselves some love and hopefully share with you the kind of self-compassion that you can find in moments where things are really hard and empathy for each other that you can find when things are really hard. Mm -hmm. So suffice it to say, it's been a hard three months for us. It has been. Is that fair?
1: That's very fair.
0: And, um, we're working through it and we're, you know, we're going to figure out, um, the best way forward. But in the meantime, we wanted to pause right in the middle of it and ask ourselves for advice for us.
1: We asked ourselves if we were someone else, what advice would we have for us? So like, if this happens to one of our friends who we love and care about, or our sister, or our brother whoever, what would we want them to know? Yeah. Um, And what have we learned throughout this process that we would tell each other or or that we would tell ourselves next time?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: May there never be a nice time.
0: Sure. You know what, though? I can almost guarantee there will because this is how love works, right? It gets hard and then it gets easier and then it gets hard and then it gets easier.
1: I'm going to buy stock and dark beer.
0: Yeah, that'll get you through. Um, so, so yeah, so this is what we're doing is we're giving ourselves advice and do you want to go first?
1: Um, sure. I can do my, one of my, well, let's go back and forth. Let's take
0: turns. All right. So we're going to do each of us will give three pieces of advice we would give to ourselves or somebody that we love who is in a moment of love on the rocks.
1: And it, this may be one of our least ABDL related episodes, but it might have something to do with it.
0: All three of mine are about what diapers to buy, so is that weird? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a little weird.
1: <laughs> but not unexpected.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not entirely out of character. No.
1: <laughs> All right. Um so my first one is um not to be afraid to seek comfort because just because being happy and being silly and being taken care of by your friends in the moment, that doesn't mean it's any less serious to you and it doesn't mean you lose your footing and you lose your ground in an argument. Our particular problem lasted longer by far than my endurance for a fight and it wasn't until I let my sister take me in for the weekend and just be so silly with me and watch 30 Rock and uh, drink all of the wine and dance until we couldn't breathe that I really felt any relief. And it's almost like running a marathon and then taking a break in the air conditioning for a minute. It doesn't mean you can't go back out there and run the rest of it. It just means you had a moment of peace. And I think I really I really thought that if I didn't do that, if I didn't stay in it, then I wasn't going to get through it.
0: Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you were thinking I have to stay at this level of intensity or else somehow the race will be over.
1: Yes. Or I will, let's say it's swimming instead. Let's say I thought instead of running a marathon where there's air conditioned buildings around me that I was swimming through the ocean and that if I stopped swimming for a while, I would drown. That's good. But it's not true. There's boats and you can just take a break.
0: You can just stop doing it.
1: For a minute, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good one.
1: Thanks. What's your first
0: Thanks one? for that piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my first piece of advice to myself. And again, now, man, it's, it's funny because it's like this is would have been great if I had thought of this up front, but it's always after, you know, three hard months that I, I have this. Um, but mine would be to make time to focus on making yourself um, better. So it's a little bit like yours, but with a little bit more of like a discipline. So instead of just totally letting go, which I think is also great advice, um, in in the middle of of a conflict, especially sort of an ongoing conflict where there's a lot of big feelings involved, and frankly, a lot of uh, big issues involved, um, it can get really tempting to just hang up on the other person's choices. And I wish that early on, and I'm sure you told me this a thousand different ways, but I wish that early on I would have started with what are my hangups here, or at least made time for that very early on and said, can I, can I improve in whatever ways I need to, not just for you, but for me. So what are the things that I'm um, overlooking what are, what are the things that I'm choosing not to take care of in myself as I focus on the conflict or as I focus on your side of the conflict or what I believe is your side? Um, when indeed, like, there's stuff going on with me too, and I think I can't control another person and I can't control the world, but I can control me a little bit. And I can look at my reactions and I can look at the things that, why, why is that the thing that sets me off? Or how do I choose to react when I'm set off? My own patterns, my own gravity. I wish I had made more focus on that and more time for that early on.
1: That's a really good one. Thanks. You're welcome. Number two. Number two. Um, it is okay to say not right now. Uh, when your partner wants to discuss an ongoing conflict. Um, Two reasons for that. My first one is because there were times where I was really not in the right place emotionally, and part of me knew that, but part of me also thought that if we didn't get into it, that we would never get through it, and so I had to take every opportunity I could to really rail against it. Um, And the other part is because... It wasn't until I said, not right now, that I realized just how much guilt I was allowing myself to feel um, about the entire thing. I know that we have, it takes two to tango. That's what everybody always says. But for my part, I always think if I'd done the right thing, then we wouldn't be here. Hmm. If I would not made my mistakes, then we wouldn't be here. Hmm. And so I didn't think I had the permission I needed to not fight whenever it came up.
0: Like you weren't allowed to just sort of stop?
1: And say, I know we need to talk about this, but right now I am just in a very peaceful mood and I just want to stay here. Or right now I'm having a really hard day at work and I don't think that I'm in the right state of mind
0: for this. So you felt like you owed it to the conflict to engage.
1: I owed it to us to engage whenever it arose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what was the cost of that, do you think?
1: God, so much. Um, It's kind of like saying you, insomniac, you fly this plane and instead of the insomniac saying, no, yeah, you know what? I have a really hard time sleeping. I'm not going to be good at flying a plane. They're just like, well, you guys need me. So I guess it's going to be fine. And then they fall asleep mid flight and you're like, well, of course. Yeah. Or they can't see clearly. And you're like, of course, you know, I'm making great choices. Yeah. So thank you for that. Mm
0: -hmm. My number two, uh, that advice I would give myself is to ask my friends what am I missing starting early? So I did, but it took me a while because, you know, at first I think I leaned and I'm talking about my very close friends, not sort of like every person on the street, but um, I, you you tend to lean into your friends, I think for comfort and to point out where they can see you and you are validated, especially if you're not feeling validated in the conflict. Um, And I think one of the questions I took too long to ask was, Hey, we've been friends for a long time. What am I missing here? What am I not seeing that you can see? And when I finally did get around to asking that question, the answers were really helpful and um, probably would have been really helpful, you know, two months beforehand. Um, and your friends have just a really, they have such a, an interesting position because they want nothing more than to support you and to see you happy and back on your feet. And at the same time, uh, they probably have earned a right to be honest with you that most people in your world haven't. And they know you pretty well. So they can see stuff that you're not gonna see. And taking advantage of that early on, I think would, would have suited me well. So that's my number two, is I would have asked my friends earlier on to tell me what am I missing and to really listen
1: number three is a little similar to yours. That's okay. Okay. But it's a little different too, so. Okay. My number three is also a hindsight situation. Um, I think I tend to wait until the other shoe has dropped to start to jump into action. And that it would have been a really good choice for me um, for my own part in our arguments and my my own part in our conflict, um, to see the early warning signs and seek out help from someone who was qualified to help. So I'm not talking about anything incredibly serious, but everybody, I think in the same way that you go get physicals should go see a therapist. Oh yeah. Big fan. Um, it took until all of our cards were on the table and I was looking at the deck I had dealt and the deck RY had dealt and I was seeing things I hated for me to go to a therapist and say, Please don't ask any questions. Please don't say anything. I'm just gonna talk to you for an entire hour. I just want you to hear the truth. I don't want you to make any any leading anything. Just let me get it out. And when I did, it was perfect. And he f- Finally, had somebody finally had a whole picture of what was going on with me and was able to help me. And now I go weekly, and hopefully, that will be bi monthly and then monthly and then, you know, quarterly, like over time as I start to develop um, the skills that I need. But I think, especially um, now when we're all a little bit aware in past generations, I don't think everybody was as aware of their own baggage, but as we're all aware of our own baggage that we should deal with it before it becomes a problem.
0: Uh, so my third one is before trying to do empathy, do self-compassion and I'll explain. So I really tried very hard to like force myself into empathy straight out of hurt and anger. And uh, it didn't work very well. And I could sort of, I could s- sort of adopt maybe a little bit of perspective, but it wasn't really empathy. And the reason why is because I think empathy requires a, uh, a sense of personal safety and, and self-awareness that you're going to be okay and that you are already okay before you can genuinely and deeply experience somebody else's need. And It took me a while of like trying to force empathy before I said, wait, can I do empathy for me? Like, can I do compassion? Can I say, uh, man, you're really hurting and I get it. And here's, that makes sense to me. And here's how you're hurting and here's why you're hurting and it's going to be okay. And I'll be here with you. And I literally mean me talking to me and just validating my experience. And then once that created a sense of safety, and I mean, literally, we're not talking about weeks, we're talking about hours, um, from that place of safety and autonomy, then I could do empathy again. And I was trying to rush straight to like, what would a good person do? A good person would try empathy. Well, no empathy comes, I think, from a place of safety and that can be born in self-compassion. So I wish I had started there again. All of mine are like, I, I eventually got there. But I would have loved to have gotten there earlier hmm. with this kind of wisdom. I eventually, actually, one thing This I'm going to challenge you with the question. What are you really proud of over the last three months?
1: No, you took away what I was going to say.
0: You're going to ask me that?
1: No, I was going to ask you, I was going to say that we should say something really nice about ourselves.
0: Yeah, let's do it. So, I'll, I mean, I brought it up because I'm sort of stumbling onto my own, which is I found a way. To create a sense of autonomy, safety, well being, even in the middle of it, that felt genuine and not uh, like I was pushing you all the way away or that I was trying to be separatist or combative, but just uh, I found small ways to really show up for myself. And I'm really proud of that. That's a vulnerable thing to do, it's a hard thing to do. And it, and it wasn't self-indulgent, it was just self-recognizing. And that gave me so much more strength to go back into what we needed to do.
1: That's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. How about you?
1: I found a way, despite my overall defensiveness, to give to you when I knew I wanted to. Um. It's really a frightening thing to give and um, serve your partner whenever you're afraid of their reaction. When you're afraid of rejection or you're just amped up, it's like a dog in a corner. You know, that's how it feels. And I think I'm really proud that whenever I saw something small like, oh, he, he probably is going to wake up and need water. And instead of saying to myself, stop it, don't act like, stop acting like you love him. It's going to like, you're going to lose ground Hmm. or stop. He's going to think you've given up on your side of your argument and it's not going to be important. You're not going to be seen as having an important stance anymore if you like do something like that. And instead I just said, yeah, but I love him and he really needs water. (laughs) And so I would do it. And kudos to you for not rejecting any of it. You were always like, thank you. That's really nice. But, um, just small things like that, like making you a lunch or offering to do something. It's just something that I really wanted to do, but I was afraid that if I did it, it was going to have repercussions and it was too Mm. vulnerable. Then I was too vulnerable to like do something vulnerable, Mm. but I did it anyway. Um, can we do the opposite? Yes. Okay. Do you want me to go first?
0: I don't know what you mean, so yes.
1: The opposite, like say something nice about each other.
0: Oh, about each other, yeah, sure.
1: I was afraid that that we were never going to take the first step back toward each other and you took the first step back toward me and it was so sincere and confident that I felt it full force and it was beautiful and brave and I don't know that I could have been so brave and so I think that that was wonderful and touching and it wasn't brief it was gorgeous and long and I mean you took the time to talk with me and hold me and it was just wonderful i think you're much braver sometimes than i am sometimes i think i'm the one that's always got to be the one reaching out and doing the affectionate thing first but sometimes you're braver than me and you really put yourself out there in a way that i'm afraid to
0: thank you uh mine is easy i i was and continue to be amazed that through even the hardest parts of the last three months, that you didn't withhold love, and I don't mean small acts of love though that's certainly part of it, but you've never, you've never held that back as a, uh, as a means to sort of stand your ground or ply the situation or make a point um, that even even when things were at their worst, you were really clear, hey I love you. I may not be showing it in this moment the way that you're used to, but I do and then and then, of course, returning to those things that I was more used to at moments where I was giving you nothing back because I know one of my uh strategies slash terrible ideas <laughs> is um that I do tend to pull way back, right so it probably feels a lot like withholding love and It's more of a safety mechanism. You don't do that, at least not in ways that I can see. And so I just think it's amazing that you can do that. And I think it's amazing that you did do that. Thanks. You're welcome. So that's it. This is the most self-indulgent version of Love and Brief we've ever done. We've talked about ourselves.
1: We've been jerking off this whole time.
0: Sir, <laughs> I've been I've been really uh, struggling with this one because this is really vulnerable stuff. I promise we will return to our regularly scheduled programming shortly, wherein we have other people who have a lot more expertise in lots of other ways. Uh, on the shows, and we're going to address your questions instead of mm-hmm. our own issues. But we wanted to bring this to you. I hope you, you heard it in, in the kind of spirit we meant it, which is not just to hear us prattle on for 20 minutes about our own problems, uh, but to give you the message that wherever you are, if you're in the middle of big conflict, you're ending a relationship or you're struggling in a relationship or you're looking for, that we've all been there and that we're there right now. And perfection is not the goal. The goal is, how can I be healthy? How can I be resilient? And how can I love myself and my world?
1: And friends, if you are ever in a place, whether it is at the crossroads of a relationship or not, uh, where you feel like you need extra help, please seek help where you need it. Um, There are numbers you can call. There are people who you can call and get in touch with. Um, Just never hesitate to ask for help where you need it.
0: Amen.